talk to you a little bit tonight about pressure, uh, being under pressure. In the world that we live in, each and every day, it uh, seems like there is a, a substantial amount of pressure. And so I want to give you a few things here tonight um, that God has laid on my heart to, to speak with you. And uh, we'll look at that, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8. And it says this, For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia. If you underline in your Bible or highlight whatever you got, I want you to do this right here. That we were pressed out of measure above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. That little part of that verse right there, that we were pressed out of measure above strength, and so much that we despaired even life. Basically, that's saying we were under uh, some pressure. Uh, there's some pressure that is, that is going on. I'm going to give you a lot of illustrations and examples of my life, because uh, I have some different ones from, about myself and about other people. Um, but when I, uh, growing up and living in North Carolina, we had a place called Carowinds. Anybody ever been to Carowinds before? Okay. If you're in the South, we've got Carowinds down there. It's like uh, Cedar Point or whatever. And so we went down there for a, a, a youth trip, and it was uh, my first time being a youth group. And we went down there, and, uh, you know, uh, being 13, 14 years old, uh, and all the older kids are riding rides and doing stuff, you want to impress people. And uh, being a young guy that age, you know, uh, I'm having like an identity crisis. Like, I got to figure out who's cool, who's not cool. And if they're cool, I want them to think that I'm cool. And so uh, they're going to get on this new roller coaster. And I can't remember the name of it, but all I know is uh, standing there thinking, I'm probably going to die if I ride this roller coaster, but all the guys in the youth group will love me. So let's do it. Let's go for it. And so um, they began working with me and saying, hey, you need to come ride that. You need to come ride that. You need to come ride that. And finally got to the point where I was like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do it. All the while being scared out of my mind uh, that I was going to die on this roller coaster. And so we get in and and I'm thinking, okay, they can't be that bad. It won't be that long. Uh, maybe we can just kind of, you know, suffer through it. I'll keep my eyes shut the whole time. And uh, it's amazing that when you get on a roller coaster, you're going such speeds where you can't shut your eyeballs. You can't shut your, you can't shut them. They're just like wide open. And so I was thinking maybe man, I could just get past this and, and go. And I got on this ride and you strapped in and it got really tight. And so I'm getting a little nervous right then because it's getting real tight and you can't move and don't know what to do. And I'm thinking that's not a good sign. And uh, it begins to go and it flips you backwards. So I'm laying on my back thinking, man, this is, this is about to get rough. And uh, you go up this hill, go all the way up, and the next thing you know, it takes you over and flips you over that way. And uh, as it flipped me over that way, I was crying out. Uh, if there was a God at that moment, I needed him right then and there to come rapture me out of that spot. Uh, I, I was praying every prayer. I didn't know what to do. I was throwing up Hail Marys. I was doing everything. But uh, I was very nervous and I got pressured into riding that roller coaster. Um, I, was, I was pressured into doing that. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell them tonight, say, I am better under pressure. Look at the person next to you and tell them that you are better under pressure. Uh, you are better under pressure. And I'm going to explain to you why. In life, um, there is a lot of pressure. Each and every day, you deal with some kind of pressure, whether it be at your house whether it be at your job, uh, wherever it may be, we all deal with pressure. Um, in our world that we live in, athletes deal with pressure all the time. 
uh, the kicker comes out and he's, you know, got the pressure. There's a few seconds left in the game and he's got to kick this field goal to win the game or the quarterback's got pressure on him and, and all this kind of stuff. In the world that we live in, it's just a constant pressure. I teach our, the students that we have, they're in pressure every day that they go to school. There's, there's pressure to, to do good, to be accepted, to do right, to, to not do this, to make good grades, all these different things. And what we do under pressure determines our outcome in life, how we handle situations that are full of pressure. Uh, I like watching sports. I like watching football and these different sports. And I often think these kickers come out, you know, uh, at the end of a game when, when they're down or maybe, they're, maybe they're, they're down by a point or the game is tied and they come out there with a few seconds left to go and, and they have to kick a 40-yard field goal to win the game. That's a lot of pressure. And a lot of people make fun of kickers. You know, they just come up there and kick some field goals every once in a while, not a big deal. But they have a lot of pressure on their life. And it amazes me that the whole game, they can play four quarters of, of football and the guys can be out there and they're playing and they can mess up and do stuff. But if that kicker comes out there and misses that field goal, the whole world hates him. The whole world cannot stand that guy. You Michigan fans know what I'm talking about right now. It's your punter. All he had to do was throw that ball out of bounds, and it could have been a different outcome, but he did not thrive under that pressure. I don't know about you, but I don't know if I'd thrive too well if I had seven 300-pound guys running after me wanting to rip my head off either. But under pressure, when we're under pressure, there's a, there's a lot of big things. I look at people uh, in this world, in the, in the sports world. You have different ones. Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, Adam Vinatieri. These guys that thrive and survive under pressure. Tiger Woods, these guys that come in these pressure moments in life, and they, they, they thrive in those, the, those times. It seems like the more the pressure, the better they perform. The more when the game is on the line or, or when the win is on the line, the better they get under, under that pressure, they, they thrive under They're just ready for it. The sports world, they call them, they have, they have veins of ice. There's, there's no, they're just, they just ready to go. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, maybe some of you that played sports, and you can, you don't have to raise your hand because it might be embarrassing. Um, you might have been a choker in your, in your sport world. You might have been someone who didn't thrive too well under pressure. There was a moment, maybe you were playing basketball or baseball and bottom of the ninth, three balls, two strikes, two outs, and here you are up to bat with a tie and run on third, and you strike out. Or, or you're up at the free throw line, and there's three seconds left in the game, and your team is down by one, and you get to shoot two free throws, and you miss both of them, and your team loses the game. Maybe you were playing soccer, and you were in your, your penalty kickouts, and you come up to your time, and your team needs you to score the goal, and, and you missed, and you choked. And in life, when this pressure starts building, when this times that come into our life, we have to know how to handle it. We can't choke in every situation of life. We can't let these situations get, get the better of us. I get nervous when there's a lot of big things on the line. Growing up, I, I, played, I played golf. And uh, I'll never forget this one time. It was a state championship of my, uh, my sophomore year in, in high school. And I had a small little putt. It wasn't very long. It was probably about that long for those of you that know golf lingo. If you don't know this, just block this out. If you don't know golf lingo, we'll get there in a minute. Didn't have a, it wasn't very long. I got up there, and I was nervous. I was shaking. My hands were shaking. I was just sitting there watching. My hands just shake because I had to make this putt to win. I was telling Mark this earlier. It wasn't very long. All I had to do was make it to win my state championship as a sophomore. I missed it. In fact, I missed it two more times. I putted it. 
missed that putt, put it again, missed that putt, and finally made it. I didn't do well. I, I choked. And that time haunted me as growing in high school and wanting to, wanting to perform well in my sport and wanting to, to do well. There's a lot of pressure. And Paul here says in the scripture, the pressure is bad. The pressure is on us. There's pressure all over our world. Every day we deal with pressure. Those of you that are here that are struggling maybe at your job or your home and there's pressure going on, but you're trying to to do right. You're trying to uh, survive the world. You're trying to stay on the right path. You're trying to do the right thing. You're, You're trying to witness to your friends. You're trying to tell people about Jesus. And they're telling you and showing you all the great things that you're missing out on. And, and, the, and Satan's trying to trick you and tell you that you're missing out on this and missing out on that. And there's pressure. It's tough. It's not easy going through the world that we live in today with everything that surrounds us. There's pressures to be perfect. It's your job to be perfect, to do right. It's your house to be perfect, to, to always never mess up, to do the right thing, to, to, to always do right. It's tough. It's tough. Sometimes we spend too much time spending wondering where this pressure is coming from and not, and, and, and not know what to do with it when it comes. Can I tell you something? I don't want to be down, but there's, you're going to deal with pressure. There's going to be pressure in your life each and every day. There's probably not going to be a day that goes on where there's not going to be some moment, there's not going to be some time, there's not going to be some situation where you're just going to not have to deal with pressure. Some of you, it might happen every single day. Some of you, it might be every week. It's different for everybody, but you're going to have to come to a time in your life where you're going to know and need to know what to do when this pressure comes on. And life can be that same way. The pressure to perform, the, the, the pressure to be good enough, to live up to everyone's expectations, to keep going on, to make more money, to have more stuff, to perform at work. The list just goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And each one of us have a different kind of, of pressure in our life. And just as that roller coaster ride that I was on as a, as, a, as, a, as a teenager, as it just kept on going and kept on going, and the faster, the faster, causing me just to lose my mind and think, oh, just please let me get off of this ride right now. Just something happened, something change. That same way, a lot of times, that's how our, our life is. There's so much pressure, everything builds up, bills come in, sickness happens, somebody passes away, all these things keep on going on. It's like you just keep on going and the pressure just keeps on building and just keeps on going. And just one day you just be like, I, I can't, I don't know what to do. I got to give up. I don't know how to keep on going. So frequently that pressure can hurt us, can make us sick, can cause us to worry I looked at this today, 40% of our worries will never happen. 30% concern old decisions that cannot be altered. 12% center on an unfair criticism. 10% relate to a health which worsens as one worries. 8% involves something that you can change. So here's my question. What this is saying to us is that pressure should only cause worry 8% of the time. But so often we allow this pressure to control our lives We allow things that are completely out of our circumstances to control our lives. So tonight, how do we survive pressure? How do we get past this? How do we make it in the world that we live in when everything, these things are going to be really, really, really close, are really over your head, so get really ready, okay? Here we go. You have to believe in God. That's a tough one, I know. Hang in there with me. We have to believe in God. 
Believing in God is, is, is great. Believing in, in God, you have to believe him. The scriptures are so full of the promises of God and the things that God has told us and the, and the things that God has given to us to remind us that he is concerned about us. Yes, there's pressure. Yes, there's times that, are, that we're going to struggle. Yes, there's going to be things that we don't know what to do, but God is there. God is saying, listen, I'll, I'll fight your battles if you'll let me. I'll take care of your worries if you give them over to me. First Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. He careth for you. So many times we walk around in life with all these things and walking around with this stuff and these burdens and all these different things going around. And God says, listen, give them to me and I'll take care of them. The things in your life that, that you don't know what to do with and the things that you don't know if you're going to be able to make it and if you're going to be able to perform this way and if you're going to be able to make it through life, God says, give them to me because I care for you. Psalm 55, 22 says this, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. God tells his people, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You're going to go through life, and there's going to be times where you don't know which way is up. You're going to feel like a termite in a yo-yo, and you're not going to know what to do. But God says, listen, I will be with you. I Don't be afraid. I, I promise that I will take care of you. We sing songs right here all the time. Never once has God left me. Always, God's always going to be there for me. All these different songs, we claim these promises, but we... So oftentimes forget, we sing them and we read scripture, but when it comes to living the mountain life, we forget what we're doing. It's like we just lose our minds. We come in here and sing, uh, you know, never once did we ever walk alone. We can come here and sing that. Oh my God, he will not delay. We can sing those songs. My refuge and strength always, but here we go and life comes around. It's like, oh my word, I don't know what to do. I sing this song on Sunday, but it's Monday. And everybody knows Monday is a bad day. <laughs> Nobody likes to get up on Mondays. And everything and all the pressure starts coming in again on Mondays. And your boss puts a pile of paperwork on your desk on Mondays. And your kids are pitching a fit on Mondays because they got to go to school. And all this is going, everything's bad's happening. And we forget that God says, come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you and so oftentimes, we don't want to rest. We'd rather have that pressure on us than rest. We'd rather go through each and every day with this pressure like the whole weight of the world is on our back because we hold on to these things. And God says, listen, I need you to give those things to me. I need you to take care of those things for me. I'll never forget. I don't know who, who I heard said this, but the, the thought, if you will let God fight your battles, he, he will fight them for you. But if you want to fight them, he'll let you fight them. If you want to find him, you, hey, go ahead. And I try to remember that. And I think this too, this, this, if you want to carry all your problems and all your pressures and everything that's going on in your life, God will let you carry them. All you have to do is give them to him. All you have to do is let him have those things. And he says that I'll take care of you. We look at this scripture where God says, don't be afraid. Think of the story of David and how God used him in his life. And oftentimes, David, you know, you read that scripture and Everything's going on with David, and he seems like the perfect guy. And between him and Paul and, and Job, man, those guys are like, you know, the bomb diggity. And uh, I think of this story with David and how God worked in his life. He killed a lion. He killed the bear. That was some pressure moments. That was some pressure moments in his life going through and trying to, 
trying to make it. I don't know how anybody ever fought a lion in here? Nobody? I'd like to meet you. I'll shake your hand. No. Anybody ever fought a bear in here? No, not me. And here David is, is going up against this, these things, and God is doing these things in his life. And then ultimately we see that he gets to Goliath. And how God used these pressure moments in his life, fighting, fighting the bear, fighting the lion, going to get him to Goliath. I want you to write this down. Sometimes you have to go through some pressure in order to handle bigger pressure later on. Sometimes we have to go through some, some pressure. Sometimes we have to go through some tough times. Sometimes we have to go through some struggles. Sometimes we have to go through some pain. Sometimes we have to go through some heartache so that God can help us handle bigger pressure later on. Deuteronomy chapter number 31 says this, Be strong and of good courage, fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Hebrews 13 says this, Let your conversation be without covetous, and be content with such things as ye have. For he said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. So if you're going to survive pressure, you're going to have to believe, believe God. Believe in his promises. Often, it blows my mind sometimes when we go through life and things are so tough, we'll go to every single thing else in this world that this world has to offer except for God. It's like God's our last resort. Like, God, I'm going to try to do everything else that I possibly can, and then when all else fails, we'll go to God. Can I tell you something? It needs to be like opposite. (laughs) It needs to go like flip it 180 degrees, go to God, and then you won't have to go through all that other mess. We go to God first, then we don't have to go to all the other stuff that's going to leave us wanting more and leave us hurt and, and not fix our problems. We have to believe in God. Number two, this is a tough one. Write it down. Here we go. Ready? We have to listen to God. We have to listen to God. This is something that I've learned can sometimes be as difficult as believing God. Now, some of you that have kids, um, your kids might have a hard time listening. <laughs> They might have a hard time doing that. Maybe it's they need their ears cleaned out. I don't know what it is, but they have a hard time listening. You tell them something to do. Hey, don't go run in the street. They go run in the street. They get run over by a car. You know, something like that happens. Hey, don't go do X, Y, Z. They go do X, Y, Z, and here we go. All these problems happen. And you know what's so funny? We get mad at our kids. We get mad when people don't do what we tell them, and the situation happens. But you know what? We do the same thing with God. Isn't that crazy? We do the exact same thing with God. God says, hey, don't, don't do that. Oh, but I think I need to. Boom. Something bad happens. Some pressure building up. Stuff, stuff, stuff starts happening and things, situations get out of control and now we got pressure. Hey, don't go do that. Oh, but God, it's just like, I need to. Things start happening. Problems start going in. There are a lot of voices in this world that is calling for our attention. This world that we live in, there is, there is a, a voices everywhere. Something telling you the world's saying to do this, and this person's saying to do that, and this person says to do this, and all these things becomes very hard to discern which voice belongs to God. When we travel, when we go to North Carolina, we went to North Carolina a few weeks ago on vacation, and, and we spent some time down there, and we have to go through a West Virginia. Oh, man, that's a terrible state. Um, <laughs> Going through, I'm sorry if you're from there, but I just don't like that state at all. Um, they give me tickets going through there too. It's terrible. But uh, maybe that's why I don't like them. No. So we're going through West Virginia. You get to a certain part of West Virginia, and uh, you lose 
You start losing like a service like your phone, start losing radio service. And that's a terrible time for somebody who likes music like me because when the radio goes out and, and stuff's not working, I don't have service on my phone and like P- Pandora's not working, Apple Music's not, that's, that's a bad time. When there's complete silence in the car and you're driving through West Virginia, it's, it's bad. It's real bad. So you might have the radio on and you'll be like really into a song, you know how great is our God comes on or how great thou art or whatever song you like. You're singing, how great, how how great. And it's like, no, I got to hear that song. Like, don't do that. And start switching to something else. Start switching channels and going to something else or somebody else singing. It's like, no, 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 I want to hear that song. Wait, no. And you start, you start pressing the button to try to find a clearer version of that song. You're pressing seek button. Come on, there's got, I got to find it somewhere. And you go through and there's nothing on. It's like opera. You drive through West Virginia and hit the opera station, might as well shoot yourself. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. When I see the glory, I can't stand it. I just run the car off the road, off the mountain. You can't find the station. And the station gets fuzzy and everything's getting fuzzy and you don't, you can't hear what it's saying. It's hard to make out what that radio station is playing. And in life, the same thing happens. There's lots of things being said. The world's trying to distort our signal. God's telling us something to do. God's giving us a, th- a thing to listen to and, and the world's going through and it's, it's kind of fuzzy and it's kind of blurry because we're trying to listen to all these different things when God is saying, listen, trust in me, listen to me, believe in me, I will give you rest, I will take care of your burdens, I'll take care of all these things, but it gets fuzzy and we kind of, kind of can't hear it. And what we need to attempt to do is to tune into the one station in which we will find God's voice and it's hard. <laughs> It's hard. All this stuff's going on and all these pressures come into our life and we don't know what to do. God says, listen, just slow down, calm down, listen to me. Sometimes we do the same thing in our prayer life. Man, I find myself doing this all the time. I wish I didn't wake up in the morning or spend some time praying it's like you try to get everything in like in five seconds, like real quick. God bless my day. Help us have a good time today. Lord, amen. We wonder why we have, why our relationship with God suffers. We wonder why we can't get any rest. We wonder why we can't get any peace. We wonder why we can't, we can't go through life and everything's struggling. We rush to talk to God. It's like we drop off our list to Santa Claus and we give it to him. Hey, make all this stuff happen. God, let's go. Let's get with him. Come on. We run out. Because we are in such a hurry to get on with life and to get on with these things. Got to get our prayer down real quick, real quick, real quick. But we want God to, to come through. You might remember uh, there was a cell phone ad. This is really old. <laughs> cell phone ad a couple years ago talking about, uh, you know, people that have like free nights and weekends and all that kind of stuff. Anybody remember that time? Anybody? Yeah? Yep. Free nights and weekends. And try to get all your stuff because you're running out of minutes. Horrible problem as a teenager, running out of minutes on your cell phone. Terrible. So the cell phone commercial was talking about uh, this guy. They all get in the car. The family gets in the car. They call their, they, I think they called their the mom. And they go through and they give her like little blips and blurps of the day, like real quick. Like it didn't make any sense. Hey, this, huh? It's like all these little words because they were going to run out of time. And they had to get it done really quick before they get charged this time. Can I tell you something? You never run out of minutes with God. It's unlimited. Unlimited. I like that right there. Good night. It's unlimited. 
You can talk to God and spend as much time with God as you want to. You can pray as much as you want to. There's no time limit. There, there's, no, there's no time limit on praying, for God, praying with God. There's no time limit on, on asking God to help you. There's no, there's no time limit on those things. And frequently, that's what we do with God, and we don't feel like we have time to really listen to him. But, but if we're going to survive the pressure and the worry, we have to slow down in our life and listen to God. We've got to slow down. We live in such a fast-paced world. Go, 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 go. Go, go, go really fast. If our computer is not like at our homepage in one second, we're losing our mind. We're on the phone. Hey, uh, bro, can you come out here and check my uh, computer? It's like really lagging. I don't know what to do. That's the world we live in. Fast, 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 fast. We can't treat God that way. Number three, tough one. Ready? You have to listen to the things that God has already told us in his word. Listen to the things that God has already told us in his word. When God teaches us different things as individuals, as you begin to listen to him, his word speaks as well into your life. Romans 12, 1, you guys know this verse, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. You take every day, your ordinary life, you're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, you're walking around life, and we give it to God as an offering. We place it to God, we give it to him as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. Embracing, listen, get this. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. We can't become so adjusted to the world that we live in, to the culture that we live in, that we fit right into it without even thinking. Because we're not going to survive. We have to fix our attention on God and let us be changed from the inside out. We have to recognize what he wants from us and we have to quickly respond to those things. Unlike the world that we live in around us, always dragging us down to its level and always telling us what we need to do and always showing us and saying this is how it needs to be done and all these things. God brings out the best of you. He develops this maturity in you for these, for these reasons to help you. Number four, if we're going to survive pressure, we have to avoid being conformed to this world's standards. Can't do it. You won't make it. If we listen to these ideas, you'll, you'll hear that you are only worth something if you have wealth. You're only worth something if you have power. You're only worth something if you look this way. You're only worth something if you're famous. And you're only worth something if you have all of these things, which suggests without these things that you are nothing, that you are unimportant, that you are a nobody, which will cause a lot of stress, a lot of pressure in your life. Why? Because you're now trying to do something with yourself. You're trying to build yourself up. You're trying to, all this pressure of making yourself better and doing better and being better than everybody else. Can I tell you something? We don't live according to the world's standards. We don't live according to what the world tells us that we should do. We don't live according to what the world is imposing that we should act and the way that we should look and the things that we should say. Our standards are God's standards. They're different. There's something different about them. We're different from the world. 
And God tells us what is important to him isn't the amount of power that we have, isn't, amount, isn't about the amount of possessions that we have, isn't about the person that we can make ourselves become. I heard this somewhere. It said, God is more concerned about who you are than what you have. That's a crazy good thing right there. God is more concerned about who you are than what you have. I'm glad because I got zero. Got jack squat. I got nothing. But I have God. That means I have everything. We sing a song. If I have you, I have everything. If I have you, I have everything. I love that. We have Jesus Christ. We have everything. There's nothing, no power, no possessions, no popularity, nothing that goes on in this world. We have everything in Jesus Christ. God is more excited about sharing his power with us than trying to fight for our own. He's more concerned about our position only as it relates to himself. We see these things when we allow our relationship with God to be central, the, the, the central relationship that we have. We no longer worry or stress over what we think we need because we find our real identity in him. We find all that we need in Jesus Christ. And if we could just get that, if we could just wrap our heads, our minds around the fact that if we have Jesus Christ, everything else falls into place. Everything else does what it should when, when Jesus is first in your life. I look at the world and people's problems and, and things that teenagers deal with all the time. And you know what the number one thing is? You know the number one reason why these things bog us down is because we don't have Jesus first. It's out of whack. It's not right. I never can remember this little thing whenever I want to give this example. Uh, maybe like you on your science teacher's desk, they had those, um, those like little, little silver balls. You, put, you dropped one in. They, did, they went back and forth forever, back and forth. I don't figure the name of them. Anyway, you know what they are. There we go. And if one of those wasn't right, if one of them got messed up, if you pulled it in the wrong direction and it, it, didn't, it didn't do the right thing, it messed the whole thing up, right? It, me, it would mess the, the whole entire thing up because it wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. Was it right? We have to allow our relationship with God to be number one in our life. We can survive the pressure that we sometimes feel trying to keep up, trying to get it all, to try to put your name on it, trying to keep the kids liking you, trying to keep your boss happy, trying to make your parents happy, trying to live in the world and make the world an okay place. You can survive the pressure by asking, what kind of, of, of concern is this? Asking God to help and believing that he will. The Bible says you have to have faith as a mustard seed. God, I'm going to trust in you. God, I'm going to believe that you know what is going on in this situation. God, I, I'm, I'm burdened down with these things, but God, I, I need you. Listen to God even when he asks you to do something, even if it seems hard or embarrassing. Trusting in God, believing in God. And finally, considering yourself in his mirror. Not trying to get more, to gain more but live centrally following his will. I want to tell you something. I, I know I'm not, I'm not old and know a lot. <laughs> if I know one thing, I know that if my life 
is not where it should be, if I know my relationship is not where it should be with God, everything seems to get out of hand really fast. It does. (laughs) Pressure builds real quick. I feel like a boiler maker pot sitting on the on the on the top there starts steaming don't know what to do overflowing don't know what happened i just don't know when our relationship with god is not right everything messes up it's the truth everything messes up things that weren't problems now become problems issues that weren't issues before now become issues things in our life that weren't burdens now become burdens because we get our priorities messed up. We don't give everything to God. We come to God as a last resort. We don't do what we should do. And these things I know might have been a little difficult to understand, trusting in God, believing in God, listening to what God says, listening to the promises that he's already given to you. But I know they're basic. But if we do them, If you apply these things to your life, I tell our teenagers, if you apply these things to your life, if you put these things inside of you and live this way, life will be a lot easier. Life will be a lot easier. I don't know about you, but I like easy. Uh, I wish I had the easy button, you know. I think Pastor, he has one of the easy buttons in his office. I I wish that I could go through, I mean, it's kind of funny. We have an easy button, so to speak, if you want to call it that. Jesus. Wake up every morning, hit that Jesus button every morning. If I'll just live the life in Jesus, if I just trust in Jesus, we can have, we can have every, these pressures that we go with, these pressures, these things that we suffer with, we can have ease if we'll give them to God. It's up to you whether or not you're going to choose to give those things to God. If you're going to survive this pressure, trusting God, following God is the way to do it.